0: ML Nation, episode 54. There are ebbs and flows in your business. You're going to have peaks and valleys. But as long as you're in a good company and you have great management, every real peak has a valley. But the good news is after that valley, there's another peak coming. As long as you're consistent and persistent, if I'm consistent, I'll get to another peak. As long as I keep swinging the bat.
1: If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan.
0: Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from
1: today's top MLM
0: income earners.
1: MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm super excited today to bring our special guest, Rick Hager. Rick, are you ready to make it happen? I absolutely am ready to make it happen. Rick Hager has over 20 years of experience in the network marketing profession. He's a million-dollar income earner and has built organizations of over 200,000 people around the world. Rick is currently the number one income earner in his company. So Rick, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing
0: would love to, uh, Simon. I uh, have been involved in this industry now, as you stated, for about 20-some-odd years. And uh, prior to getting involved in network marketing, I worked in the real estate profession. I was in the state of New York, actually, uh, as an agent working there. And actually, I also acquired my license in the state of Nevada. I wanted to make a transition from New York to Nevada, so I had a license in both states. I was actually working to develop business in both states. And at the same time that I was working in the real estate profession, I also worked for a seminar production company. If you've ever heard of speakers like Brian Tracy or Jim Rohn or Tom Hopkins, we would put on events that they would come and speak at. So I had a lot on my plate. Here I am in real estate in New York and Nevada, and I'm I'm traveling to help put these events on. And I came to a place in my life where things were starting to slip. I had so much on my plate. My stress level was very, very high. Uh, I wasn't servicing my clients the way that I should have been. My income began to slip. I began to accumulate debt. So I came to a place in my life where I was generally dissatisfied. I didn't uh, get excited every day to wake up and, and get to work and get at it. And so it was, for me, a fortuitous intersection. I was at a seminar in Dallas, Texas, where I happened to meet someone who turned me on to the power of network marketing. What could happen if you found the right company and the right product line? the right opportunity at just the right time, and I thought if this guy could do it because he had become a multimillionaire in the industry, I thought if he could do it, I know I could do it, and that's what really started me uh, on a quest to learn more about the business. I had some really, really good mentors, some of the brightest people in this industry teach me what to look for and what to stay away from and what to do when I found the right company, and uh, we made our entrance into the industry 20-some-odd years ago, and it's been after about six or seven months, a full-time thing that we've done uh, for the last 20 years. And uh, I've never looked back. It's been an unbelievable blessing to our family.
1: When you first got introduced to network marketing, was there any hesitation or you just, it was the right moment you just jumped in right away?
0: Well, you know, I had been approached a lot prior to actually getting involved. Um, I had people come at me with the various products and services and ask me if I wanted to get involved in a business. And I really didn't understand the industry. I, I viewed it as some type of little business where you could go make a couple dollars. I never saw it as a career type income or the ability to build a large income from a business standpoint. So I viewed the industry uh, in, a, in a little bit of a negative light. Um, But when I met this individual that uh, I had at this particular seminar that I was at, and I saw this person's credibility and the the income that they were earning in their lifestyle, uh, I I, I saw that there was power in this business. So for me, once I was at the right time in my life where I was ready, I jumped right in.
1: So once you jumped right in, you said you were able to go full-time in six, seven months? Yes. Awesome. So was it – did you have – You know, six, seven months is really, really quick. Did you have instant success really quickly or there were some stumbling blocks uh, at the beginning? Well, fortunately for me, one of the things that I learned throughout working
0: in this uh, business development industry uh, was the concept of modeling. It was understanding that if you want to accomplish something, you go find someone that's actually done it and done it at a high level. And so what I did before I got involved in the business is I went out and I sought out some mentors that were incredibly bright people and so I learned from really really smart people about this business before I actually even got involved and by following their counsel I was able to grow and build and develop a business so for me I've never had Simon a bad year I didn't i have never really struggled in terms of um, failing for a year um, I kinda came in and certainly I had a couple of roadblocks that I had to get over uh, but uh, for me, I, I kind of grew successfully right from the very onset.
1: Hmm. So basically, you were super, super coachable. If, if the mentors told you to jump, you would jump. If they tell you, you to lie down, you would lie down. You did everything what the successful people would do.
0: For the most part, yes.
1: Now, was there – I know it's been really uh, – it's an awesome experience. But what, was, what, what would you consider to be a toughest time? Or maybe you even wanted to quit or you maybe had doubts about a business. But a really, really rough patch where – he was like, hey, should I still continue to do this?
0: That's a great question. You know, we all go through, and my mentor set me up for this, by the way, and this is really important. In, in our team, I try to do this uh, with people. I try to create realistic expectations. I try to lo- let people know that there are ebbs and flows in your business. You're going to have peaks and valleys. Every artificial peak has a very real valley coming behind that, and I was taught that. But until you begin to experience it, you don't ever really know. And I've had times in my career where it doesn't seem like I could sponsor anyone. You know, No matter how many people I talked to, for some reason, I just couldn't get people involved. That affected my attitude, which made it even worse. And there are just times in your business where things tend to flatten out. Yeah, but that's relatively normal in our industry. Again, there's ebbs and flows. Every peak has a valley behind it. The goal is even when you go through a challenging or a difficult time, you have to understand that you may be in a little bit of a plateau right now, but there's another peak coming as long as you can remain consistent in your activities and your daily method of operation. So yes, I have had periods in my career where all of a sudden things are great and then they take a turn and my business is flat. I can't sponsor anybody for some reason and my volumes aren't growing. Uh, There are issues, maybe things happen within the company that are irritating. But as long as you're in a good company and you have great management, every real peak has a valley. But the good news is after that valley, there's another peak coming as long as you're consistent and persistent and try to protect your attitude. So I have had those periods where I felt like, is it really worth it? Is my business going to continue to grow or should I just fold up my tent and go home? But I always went back to what my mentors taught me about the peaks and the valleys. And if I'm consistent, I'll get to another peak as long as I keep swinging the bat.
1: Mm, I love that. Now, you said that uh, you had a a, a kind of slump where you weren't sponsoring people. Did you make any changes or did you just, hey, I'm going to keep doing the same thing and I'm going to get out of this valley?
0: Well, you know, initially, um, I did not make any changes. I would continue to build the business as I always have, just contacting people, inviting them to take a look, you know, getting them dialed into whatever pattern or system that I was using. Because I didn't change because a lot of the things that I was doing were working months earlier. So I kind of stayed on what it was that I was doing. And then what I found is that if I have a system that's working for me, it's when I begin changing it and experimenting, that's when I typically got into trouble. I found that if I just stayed consistent I tended to do a little bit better than it was just a patch. And and again, the, the concept is some people could go out and sponsor 10 people very, very quickly and then have a dry patch for 30 or 60 days. Or some people can go out and sponsor maybe three or four people in one month, three or four people in the next month, three or four people in the next month. It's the same type of result. It's just for some people it tends to happen a little faster than others. So if I know I have a pattern that is working and has worked for me, I typically tend to stay with it and just focus on being consistent versus trying to change things around because I find that if I change things around, it can create confusion within my organization.
1: Mm, that's good. So it's really about being consistent and belief in the process, right? Doing doing the things that you need to be doing and know that there's going to be peaks and valleys and then when things are good, there'll be, you know, you'll know get into slumps and when things are bad, things will get better. That's right. I heard an
0: expression uh, just the other day, and I've heard this before, and many of your listeners have probably heard this.
1: Nothing is ever really
0: as good as it seems, and nothing is ever really as bad as it seems. Mm, so if you're so going, good. Through going through a rough patch in your business, is the, the number one thing is consistency. It's the ability to focus. It's the ability to know what your definite major purpose is, what you want your outcome to be, and to be consistent and don't allow yourself to get distracted because... Look, at the end of the day, and we've all heard these stories, that even if your invitation is not the best, even if your uh, presentation is not the best, if you make it enough and you're consistent enough, eventually you will fall on the right ears and those people will get into your business. So I really do think that protecting your attitude, knowing what your outcome is going to be, and then just being consistent and falling in love with the process and not getting emotionally attached to what people do or don't do is one of the big, big, big secrets of this business if you want to call it a secret.
1: Thank you for the sharing that. That's really good. Really good stuff there. Um, ML Nation, you want to rewind that and play that a few times. Just in the last two minutes, Rick has shared really golden nuggets there that you want to write down and make sure you apply. Now, Rick... Talk about stories. Uh, why didn't you share another story in your know, journey where you had like a major aha moment? You know, Take us back to the time in your life where, and the steps you took where the light bulb went off and then boom, your business just exploded.
0: Well, here's something that I think is really important. And this was an aha moment for me. When I got started in network marketing, going back 20 years, I was in my early 20s. And so at that age, I had a little bit of an ego. I had a little bit of a, a sense of I wanted it to be about me and so I would go out and I would do presentations I would do conference calls I would do meetings and it was always about me because I had a good presentation in fact you know most of the people that I had on my team would say wow you give such a great presentation we want you to come and do the presentation or we want you to do the conference call And I did that for a long period of time. And what I found is that I really was burning myself out. And I was growing a group to some level, but I came to a brick wall. My group got to a certain size, and I couldn't seem to get to grow beyond that. And the revelation that I had was when my mentor said, Rick, the problem that you have is that you have painted yourself into a corner, and your group has gone to a certain spot, and you're not going to get past that because you, in your mind, Always have to be the guy in front of the room or the guy on the call. You need to begin to push your leadership and let them get on and start doing these calls and let them get on and start conducting these meetings and begin to work with people so that you don't have to be the guy in front of the room all the time. See, if you're the guy in front of the room all the time, you never have freedom. You can never really have leverage that this business can give you. But if you can develop people and edify people and build them up and let them get in the front of the room, let them have their moment, you can begin to go to the back of the room and then you create these waves of leadership and that's how you really get big and that's how you can create leverage, income and lifestyle. And so now, Simon, that I'm in my 40s, I really don't care to be the guy in front of the room anymore or be the guy on the conference call anymore because I think I've matured enough to know That it's all about raising the next generation of leader within your organization. Only by doing that and teaching that can you really grow big, scale up your business, and develop a sense of freedom. So that for me was a real aha moment to take myself out of the equation. Maybe I'm the catalyst for a period of time, but I really need to focus as quickly as possible on getting other people to the front. And then they need to focus on getting other people to the front and so on and so forth. And not to be the hog of the show, so to speak.
1: Now, let's share another story. Take us to the time that you consider your proudest moment in network marketing.
0: I think the, uh, the proudest moment for me was after a long period of time of uh, building in this business and, and being successful. In, in the companies that I've been involved with over the years, and there have only been a few, um, I have gone to the back of the compensation plan. I have done incredibly well. And I think that the kind of the moment that's made me the most proud is that in my current company, um, I was actually uh, allowed to become the master partner within the company because of those achievements. It's it's the realization for me of a lot of hard work that eventually had paid off for me. And uh, I just, it's a very proud moment for me to be a part of a company that I'm involved with where I have kind of the the scope of, of what I do, it touches and affects so many people. And when you have the ability to put an organization together and build a team, and you can see people within your team begin to get incredible results, whether it be from a product or a service, and make money that they've never made before, people who've maybe struggled financially, maybe they were in debt, and you can help those people to not only pay off their debt, but actually become very successful. Um, those are the moments that are great. It's yes, it's my accomplishments in terms of what I've been able to accomplish, but at the same time, through those accomplishments, if you take the attitude of helping other people accomplish what they want to accomplish, you could become dramatically successful. And for me, it's seeing my accomplishments, but it's also at the same time seeing other people as a result of what I've done, seeing it enrich their lives so that their life and their lifestyles at another level as well. Those are, those are moments that are really, really important to me and they make it all worthwhile.
1: I want to talk about the, uh, one of those moments again. Uh, Because you're the master partner, or some people call it a master distributor, right? And that's really an amazing accomplishment. For those ML Nation listeners who don't know what it is, can you just explain really briefly so they're aware?
0: Well, the master partner or the master distributor within a company is a distributor that is somewhat selected uh, to be the liaison from corporate to the field. In other words, that person is sponsored directly by the company and then that person is responsible to go out and build the field, build the organization in essence, the entire organization is under that person, and some companies don't have a master distributor, other companies do uh but uh, to ha- to be granted with that type of an honor i think is, is I take it very seriously, and that's what a master distributor would be for your listeners
1: yeah, thank you because it's a it's an amazing accomplishment to for you know just for any distributor to actually. Be Chosen as the Master Distributor. It's a really, really big title, and it's it's an honor. So congratulations, Rick. Well, thank you, sir. Now, you have over 20 years of experience, like two decades. Let me ask you, what's your vision of network marketing, and what's the one thing that excites you most about the profession now?
0: Well, I think it's, from a profession standpoint, it's more and more and more coming of age. We're seeing more people get involved in the business. We're seeing the worldwide revenues continue to grow, uh... with respect to products and services distributed through network marketing as a business model uh... and because of the nature of economies in different parts of the world we're seeing more and more people see it as a viable option Uh, so i i'm excited for the fact that you know for the average person and even for someone who's not average network marketing as a business model is i believe the future as as Jobs become more scarce as economies begin to get a little bit more complicated and people are looking for that solution for them. What can I do to increase my income and increase the quality of my life? For most people, I don't really see any other option. And the fact that the industry is coming more of age, we still have a long way to go, but the fact that the industry is coming more of age and more and more people are paying attention to it and you have really uh, celebrity type financiers that are buying in the networking companies, I I like the fact that the industry is becoming more and more of age. I do think, though, we have to be a little bit careful because with all the advances in technology and everything else, it's still a relationship-oriented business. And I see a lot of times people have a tendency to uh, not put the relationship factor into the development and the building of their teams. And so while we have... Huge new demographics coming into our industry and succeeding. And while we have an industry that is becoming more and more accepted, I just think we have to put that caveat out there for people to be uh, of the understanding that it's still a relationship business. And all of these tools and things that we have at our disposal are wonderful. But let's not lose the fact that it really is about building belief and establishing and creating relationships. And when you do that understand that, you have the best potential. But our industry is, is blowing up and it's going nowhere but up.
1: Yeah, thank you for emphasizing it because it is a relationship business and I do see like the dangers especially when people are marketing online, online systems where you don't need to talk to people. Those are all things that are harming our profession uh, because it is a relationship business and all these online tools, they're useful but basically makes the relationship easier and more, I would say more accessible. Like even like, like Rick, you and I, we're talking on Skype now, right? Like 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, probably wouldn't have happened. I mean, Skype was around 10 years ago, but the internet connections weren't as good. As, weren't as good. So it's just cool that we can Skype and be on video. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you for sharing, emphasizing the thing about the relationships. Um, do you see people, I know there's always going to be negative people about the industry, but in general, the, the general public, they're more open to network marketing than when you first started? I think, I think so, a little bit more so. Now, there are
0: always going to be detractors. There are always going to be people that don't like network marketing. There are always going to be people that, you know, the, the philosophy is don't confuse me with the facts. I've already made up my mind. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've seen companies that are billion-dollar publicly traded companies, and people call them scams. And I think, unfortunately, we just have people that are not educated about our industry. We've done maybe a poor job of educating people about our business. So yes, there are always going to be detractors. Yes, there's going to always be people that had a cousin that got into a company 28 years ago and never made any money, and so therefore the whole industry is bad. And yes, there are going to be companies that don't do us any favors, but I think in general there is a greater acceptance of our business than there has been. It's it's getting bigger. It's getting harder to deny, but there will always be those people that for whatever reason, you know, they just don't like network marketing. And my advice and counsel to people would be you know if you invited someone like that to take a look at your business and they want to give you a lot of grief don't invest an enormous amount of time with people like that you know a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still filter sift and sort look for people that are that are looking for something look for people that have a dream look for people that are excited uh, and, and don't worry so much about trying to overcome the objection of the pe- people that don't believe in our industry because not much that you say will change that right now maybe in time but not right now
1: Hey, I just wrote that. What you wrote, uh, I just wrote down what you said. This is so good. The way you describe the ignorant people. Don't, don't confuse me with facts. I just made up my mind. <laughs> that is really <laughs> yeah, good. I can't claim ownership of that. I heard that a long time ago. But but there are a
0: lot of people like that. When confronted with facts and confronted with data, they still don't care. They're irrational and they've already made up their mind. And so don't don't confuse me with the facts. I've already made up my mind.
1: That's good. So um, speaking of quotes, we can go towards the last part of the show. Just some quick questions to pick your brain. So back to quotes. What is one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you?
0: You know, there's a couple of them. Um, Number one is a quote by Jim Rohn, and that quote is, um, for things to change, you have to change. And for things to get better, you have to get better. I've always loved that because that gives me power. That gives me the ability to change my circumstances when I want to change them. If I want to sponsor more people, if I'm not sponsoring enough people, for things to change, I have to change. I need to talk to more people. I need to get better at talking to people. So that's always been one of my favorites. For things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. Another one that I really love by Jim Rohn is his definition of success and failure. And He says success is a few simple disciplines applied over a prolonged period of time. And that's so true. Success is a few simple disciplines applied over a prolonged period of time, while failure is a few errors in judgment made over and over and over again. And so there's a fine line between success and failure. And uh, one other that I would like to share is something that I got from Tom Hopkins. And Tom Hopkins is a great sales trainer. He's the one that got me started in the uh, business development industry. Uh, and he has a quote that he says, I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. And for me, I, I like to use some of these as auto suggestions, especially that one. You know, I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, I must do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. Am I doing right now what is the most productive thing possible for me? And I think if people will take and look at some of these quotes, they can begin to shape their philosophy and shape their attitude, and uh, I just love quotes like this, and they've certainly helped me in my career as we've gone along to, uh, to think differently, to see things differently, and I'm always working on it, so uh, I just love to hear new quotes.
1: Speaking, uh, you know, I love those quotes, especially the Jim Rohn about success and failure. So talk about your success. What is one habit that you have, Rick, that's helped you become successful?
0: I think probably the thing for me is, more than anything else, the ability to get in there, to get after it, and to be consistent over time. Uh, I might not have the greatest invitation in the world. I might not have the greatest presentation in the world. Um, You know, Maybe my speech from the front of the room isn't the best in the world or my conference call isn't the best in the world, but I know and I've always believed that if I start – And I really believe that one of the biggest reasons, there's two reasons people fail in this business. Number one is they never get started. And number two, they give up too soon, right? For me, if I get in there and get started and I keep swinging and keep swinging and keep swinging, I know that through consistency and persistency, eventually I'm going to get the job done. It's only when someone begins to doubt themselves, get distracted and drift uh, do they ultimately end up failing or having a, a failure where they leave a company and have to have to move on? Now, certainly there are things that can happen beyond our control. Certainly a company can close doors, but that doesn't mean that we as individuals have to give up our dream and go back and do something else. We can still find what we hope to be the next company where we have a good set of management, we have a great foundation, and we learn more as we're in this industry of what to look for with respect to that. But the key is, for me, It's been able to get in there and keep going and keep going and keep going, shut out the distractions, stay focused on what I want to accomplish, do not allow myself to be dragged into the negative, have that positive mental attitude, that PMA, and just keep swinging the bat. I've always said that you could put the best distributor uh, or the best uh, baseball pitcher in the world uh, in front of me, and I might not be a professional baseball player, but you could put the best person in the world in front of me and... They may have a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, but if I stand there and I swing that bat
1: long enough, sooner or later, I'm going to get one. Mm, that, that was an awesome pic- picture you just presented. because th- Yeah, you know, I think if you get enough at-bats, enough swings, eventually you hit that ball, right? Yeah, I mean, what did they say about Babe Ruth? Is that he was
0: one of the greatest hitters of all time, but they also said that he struck out more than anyone else.
1: Yes. Now, um, this next question I'm really interested in because you had excellent mentors at the beginning and had success really quickly. So out of all the mentors that you've had, great mentors, what's the, what would you consider to be the best piece of advice you ever got?
0: Boy, I've gotten so so many pieces of advice. I think for me, um, some of the most valuable advice that I got came in the very, very beginning And it really revolved around, it it was a conversation. And I remember this clearly. It was a conversation that I had with my mentor. And they shared with me a couple of different things. And they said, Rick, here's the first thing. Don't ever lose sight of what you want to accomplish. You know, see the end in your mind before you begin. Know what you want. Picture the success you want to accomplish before you get started. Because everyone is going around with this film Uh, this projector in their head playing a specific movie and what movie that is determines what manifests in your real life so it's important that you are clear right up front with what you want to accomplish before you even begin that was probably the most valuable advice that i ever got because i really believe there's foundational truth in that of course later on as i read think and grow rich i learned that that was a concrete principle to success I really believe, Simon, that a lot of people are are kind of drifting around, don't even know what they want. Yeah, they think they want to make more money, and yeah, they think they want things in their life to get better, but they don't have a very clear, specific picture in their mind of what they want, and um, I have found that there's no greater motivation in the world than when you have that picture drawn out in your mind, it was the best advice I think I've ever gotten, and that's what I think has enabled me to, to be one of the successful people in this business, is because when i get started i know what the end looks like before i even begin and as long as i can shut out those distractions and stay consistent and keep my eye on that prize i'm going to eventually get there
1: what's a favorite prospecting tool you use so for example if someone is interested they're qualified they want to learn more about your company and your products do you do do you use a flip chart do you use like an ipad presentation a or newsletter would or you send them an online video or webinar what do you like rick well, I'm probably going to
0: shock you and shock a lot of your listeners by saying this. Um, and I'll qualify what I'm why I'm saying it. Um, my favorite tool, my favorite tool is an audio CD. Now, I know that it is a dying, an, a tool that is quickly becoming extinct. You can't even buy CD players anymore. Most cars still have CD player. Um, but... It's the one tool that I love, and here's why, here's why I say that. There's a couple different reasons, and I have others that I, that I can certainly mention, but I like the fact that when I have a prospect, I can hand them something. I think prospects see a value in that. When, when you hand them something, it makes your business appear real, number one. Number two... The audio CD takes advantage of downtime in their car. What I have found is that if it's something where they're at home and you're trying to get them to watch something or listen to something at home, there are so many distractions, the kids, the dog, the phone. There are so many things that can happen that can distract them, whereas if you can take advantage of a person during their downtime in their car, I think that you have a leg up. I also like the fact that it doesn't really require much explanation or training If you hand that to someone, they listen to it, they like it, they want to join, there's no ambiguity of what they would have to do if they were to get in. They could go across the street and do the same thing with their neighbor without any training. So it really is a tool that over the years I've used that has really helped me to scale up my businesses in a very, very big way. Now, that being said, I do know that it is a tool that is quickly becoming extinct because of technology. And um, there are a lot of other awesome technologies uh, available today, like the the conference calling systems that we have. I mean, I love that as well. I can get onto a conference call. I can can do a conference call, record it, push it out through social media. And literally within 30 minutes of my conference call starting, I can have it out across social media in front of thousands of people. So there's just some amazing things. Another tool that I like, if I could just plug this real quick, is this new tool that we're starting to hear about called Periscope. I actually love the concept of Periscope more from a training and a team building standpoint than anything else. It's an app that you can get that's free that enables you to stream live video to anyone that's following you. I mean, literally, if you feel like you're inspired to share an idea or a thought, you can go on, you can shoot a video, and within seconds, everyone that's following you is notified that you are now filming a live video. And so I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. There's a lot of amazing things that we have at our disposal, but I love all tools, Simon. I I'm, I've I'm, I'm always have preached have a tool-driven business, whether it's an audio or a conference call, a flip presentation, a PowerPoint. Um, I'm a big fan of everything tools. I believe people are not duplicatable, but tools and systems are. You just have to find the right one for you and your company and your circumstance.
1: You had mentioned Periscope before. Uh, Aside from Periscope, do you have any other favorite apps or online resources like Evernote or Dropbox that you could recommend to our listeners?
0: Uh,
1: You know, for a while,
0: I was using an app called Voxer. It's V-O-X-E-R. It's been out there for a while. Uh, It's almost like a two-way radio app. So if you have a a, a team member or a prospect that maybe is using it in a different city, different state, different country – Uh, You can record a message that gets relayed to them basically in real time and you can communicate with them that way. But I also like it because you can go in and record a message for yourself as a note. Then you can get the link and you can post that on social media. So a lot of times what I will do in my private uh, team groups is I will record a thought, whether it be a topic on prospecting or recruiting or lead generation or managing your business, I'll record a two or three minute audio with Voxer and what I will do is I will go into my group and I will post the link and now everyone that's attached to my group, which is thousands of people, can listen to an audio literally within five minutes of me recording it. So Voxer is a good one. Um, I love Periscope. Uh, I I use Instagram and I use Facebook. I'm not real super big on Twitter personally, but um, these are just some of the ones that I use that I like.
1: What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation?
0: This is a really, really good book that I want to recommend. It's an old school book, but I'll tell you what, I never get tired of reading it. And everyone that I recommend this book to, when they get it and they read it, they say that they love it. It's called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude by Napoleon Hill and also a W. Clement Stone. Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. I really believe that... If someone can get those fundamental concepts together, um, it's going to help them go a long way in their business because I really believe that a high percentage of this business is is mindset and the way that you think and the way that you approach things.
1: And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get amazing free audio books at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Rick, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yep. Before we go to the million dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the train that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income, so I can be a stay-at-home dad, with my kids, and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the train, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So here are some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Okay, not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven cold market scripts that help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that helped me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections, so you'll listen to your presentations. You know an MLM objection, how to you know I don't have any money. So you're gonna discover, you're gonna learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close, so you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script why it's a six-figure close because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close and he joined and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person and so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar so anyway enough of what you learned what you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down it's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com okay sponsoringworkshop.com this free webinar is offered three different days that's the cool part is three different days at four different times, so they can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar MLM business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question the million dollar question imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one so your contact list you don't have any friends family you're like an alien that dropped off to another planet but they spoke english but you had all your current knowledge skills and wisdom what's the first thing you do to find prospects and build an MOM business from scratch
0: well for me it would be real simple i'd go right back to basics And I would begin to talk to people and I would begin to utilize a referral approach. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. If I were to go, let's just say, for example, and, and my mentor taught me this a long time ago. He said, look, you should be able to develop your skills so that we could put you in an airplane, strap a parachute to your back, drop you out over any city, anywhere in the world. And within 30, 60, 90 days, you have a thriving business, even if you don't know anyone. And one of the tactics that I think I would use is that I would get dressed up in the morning and I would go out and I would look to start some conversations with people. And here's what I would say to them. I would I would say, listen, uh, I'm expanding a business. I'm looking for some sharp people. And I have a question for you. If you were to gamble ten thousand dollars of your own money on any two people that you think would be great in my business and I deal with. These types of products, I'm looking for people-oriented individuals. If you had to gamble 10000 of your own money on any two people that you know that could really be successful, who would those two people be? And I would get those names, and I would get that contact information. Now, I might not get it every time, but if I ask that question enough, I'm going to come up with a good little list. And by asking the question that way, Simon, here's what I'm doing. I'm taking a person... And I'm saying, if you had to gamble 10000 of your own money, who would be the two people you think would be the best at this? I'm going straight to their A-list. And if I can ask that question a handful of times and I can get 15 or 20 names, I know that that's a list of some really good quality people. And then I would just get on the phone and say, listen, you don't know me, but I spoke with a friend of yours. This is who I talked to. Uh, They thought you would be dynamic for my business. I happen to be expanding. There's some real potential to get in front of something big here. Would you be open to take a look at what I'm doing? And I know if I ask that of enough people, eventually I'll get a few of them that will sit down with me. And if that can happen, I will end up sponsoring a few. And then from there, I'm going straight into their circles of influence and I'm going to grow it from there. So for me, it would be a filtering process to find the right types of people for the business. And that $10,000 of your own money question is how I would approach it.
1: Awesome. Hey, I love that answer. That's the first time someone gave an answer like that, asking for referrals. Uh, for, you know, Who would you put $10,000 on? I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Rick. That was really good. First time actually we've done like 53 episodes. You're number 54 here. And the first time we had a, a, an answer like that. So thank you. Hey, my pleasure. And think about this.
0: Let's say, for example, you went and you talked with someone and you said, hey, if you had to bet 10000 of your own money on any two people that would do this, who would they be? If they gave you a couple names and you did have an appointment with one of those people or you connected with one of them and they wanted to do it, how easy would it be to go back to the original person and say, hey, you know, one of those names you gave me, they're going to do my business. You might want to look at getting in here first and we'll put those, that person under you. If they build this thing big, that could be part of your business. So you can create some leverage with that also.
1: I know. That is so, so, so good. Uh, ML Nation, go rewind the last two minutes. Go listen to that, especially the exact words that Rick has used. So Rick, thank you so much for your valuable time. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Well, I would just say don't, don't let anyone steal your dream. Uh, you know, we live in a world that is
0: predominantly negative. We as human beings have a tendency to lean toward the negative in everything in life. And, and you have to learn how to define what you want, get clear on what you want, know what you want, and know that in network marketing, you have a, a vehicle here that can take you there. You absolutely can be successful. But what you have to do is be clear on what you want. You have to be able to shut out the distractions. You have to be able to get consistent and persistent with the daily method of operation and just go, go, go and don't ever give up and don't let anyone ever steal your dream from you. And if you can get that dream, if you have the desire to make that dream come true and you can shut those distractions out and control your environment where you can be focused on the task at hand, you can become dramatically, dramatically successful. Uh, And and this industry is incredible with respect to the results that people can get when they apply themselves. As far as uh, how people can contact me, um, I'll give you two ways. Number one, my Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com forward slash I am Rick Hagar, that is I-A-M-R-I-C-K-H-A-G-A-R, two A's in my last name, I am Rick Hagar, um, you've got my Facebook page. Glad to connect with you there. If you're on Periscope and you'd like to get some free ideas and training and check out a few of the videos that I do on a daily basis, you can go on Periscope and you can search me. It's I am Rick Hagar. That's my screen name there. And those are probably the two best ways to, uh, to reach out to me. Uh, Simon, I really appreciate you having me on. Hopefully, I've been able to share at least one little nugget that will help someone in their day-to-day and moving forward. And uh, I really appreciate you for all you do in helping to get this type of information out to our industry.
1: ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've be hanging out with Rick Hager. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Rick at the search bar. And all the great books, the quotes, and Rick's contact information will pop right up. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Rick, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. You know, Rick, we're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you, Rick. ML Nation, that was a super, super episode. You definitely want to connect with Rick. Uh, thank him for sharing his valuable time. Just go to mlnation.net and type in Rick, and Rick Hager, his uh, show notes page will pop right up. You know, some big aha moments I had. It's just, wow, it's... Um, just, you know, tons of notes. You know, the, one of my favorite was this quote about, you know, negative prospects. It no, doesn't matter what you say to them. And I think one of the mistakes uh, that I teach in my sponsoring workshop webinar. By the way, if you need help with prospecting and you have trouble with sponsoring people, I highly encourage you to attend my sponsoring workshop. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. It's a two-hour, intense, free, but two-hour intense, it is intense, webinar that teaches you how to invite People and one of the mistakes that uh, I talk about in the webinars, people try to s- convince instead of sorting. And this you know, these prospects that Rick talked about is, you know, don't confuse, you know, don't confuse me with facts with I've already made up my mind. You know, those type of prospects are just simply wasting your time. And I just love the way Rick put it. Um, another thing was, you know, he, it's kind of like his auto suggestion. He's always reminding himself what's the most productive thing possible I can do this very second? And having that awareness and constantly ask yourself, because, you know, we live in a very distracting world, and whether it's family just or other things, Facebook, Twitter, or like just – you know, distractions, our minds are thinking about so many things. I mean, it could be sports, it could be movies, it could be books we need to read, it could be prospects we have to follow up, right? All these things are on our mind. But always ask, asking yourself, what's the most productive thing I can be doing right now? And the productive thing should be prospecting, following up, uh, and doing money-making activities. So why call the five core production activities that you should be doing every day? And by the way, if you want to read that, I have a whole blog post about it. Just go to com forward slash core. A C-O-R-E, and you get the list of five things. But anyway, uh, back to Rick. It's just, um, you know, I think the most important thing, and he emphasized it, was that his mentor was, was visualized, visualizing the success. And I did this even before I even knew the power of it. When I first started out, I was earning, a, you know, I had some success. I was earning 100 200 a week. But I saw myself being a diamond director on stage. I saw myself with over 50,000 downlines, earning thousands a week. You know, I saw that already. Um, I even had my you know, diamond Director uh, um, award acceptance speech at my convention all planned out even when I was only, only earning like 100, 200 a week. You know, I'll go run and listen to some music or listen to some Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy. I get motivated and pumped up and the movie, the, vis- the visual, and the more clear the visualization is, like Rick talked about, the better it is. And because not only does it motivate, inspire, but it's amazing thing our subconscious mind just brings us, as long as we're doing the work, brings us and helps us achieve that success, which is the last third point I want to talk about is, you know, having the consistency, right? They're ups and downs. And Rick talks about teaching people realistic expectations. There will be high points and low points. And you could be doing the same thing. And all of a sudden, one, one month, no one signs up. And the next month, everyone is signing up, right? That's just the nature of business. And that's the nature of the, that's kind of the law of the universe, your know, stock prices go up and down, real estate prices go up and down, your mood goes up and down, everything goes up and down, right? So know that if, as long as you do the things that you should be doing, stick to the process, eventually you will get there. And and what motivates you to keep going is goes back to what Rick talks about, the power of the visualization and having that mental picture. So, uh, and I didn't even talk about the million dollar question. That was awesome. Just, hey, you know, who are two people you'd bet $10,000 on that will be successful? And immediately get to the S prospects. What I call the A list. What Rick calls the A list. I call the S prospects. People are more successful than you because these are the people who will explode your downlines, who grow so quickly. And i go back and listen to it. If you want more help in terms of talking to these S prospects, just go, go attend my sponsoring workshop. I actually give you scripts on how to communicate, how to approach and invite them. Uh, anyway, I, I want to keep this short. Um, again, thanks Rick for this awesome training and if you like the show make sure you subscribe and subscribe on itunes subscribe and rate and review on stitcher and those reviews are really important i read them and uh, it it's just i just want to see i mean you guys have messaged me back but i want to see how this show is impacting give me specifics when you write the review. how this is impacting you what are the action steps you take and then the last thing is Um, remember share this with others that's the best thing you can do just give one thing I noticed like the more you give the happier you are and the happier you are you know and that's why people share things on social media right so share this episode with others the happier you are the better you feel the more motivated you are to build a business and the more success you have everything's in a cycle so share this with your downlines uplines share this with your prospects they're all really good people to share with and it builds the credibility of not only yourself as a leader because you're investing time in self-development, but builds the credibility, most important, of the profession, of our great profession, a network marketing profession here, because you have all walks in life, people from all different companies, all different races becoming successful. So anyway, thank you, ML Nation, for your time. Thank you for being investing your serious you know, your time into the business by learning from top leaders. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.